Welcome to the Empire Builders Podcast, teaching business owners the not-so-secret techniques that took famous businesses from mom-and-pop to major brands. Stephen Semple is a marketing consultant, story collector, and storyteller. I'm Stephen's sidekick and business partner, Dave Young. Before we get into today's episode, a word from our sponsor, which is, well, it's us. But we're highlighting ads we've written and produced for our clients. So here's one of those. Why can't I ever find my people? You can now when you boop. 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 And you'll beep your crew nationwide with peak push to talk. Booping is back. A boop and you're instantly talking to your crew. It's peak push to talk. No more texting. No more it was on silent. No more never returned calls. Nope. Just boop. Boop. Push to talk from peakptt.com. Boop. Stephen, another big old flash from the past, right, today. You're taking me back to my childhood? Is that what I understand? We're going to play with some Play-Doh. Oh, God, I'm hungry yeah. anyway. Um, <laughs> Don't eat the hot dogs that you make. They're not supposed to eat them. Here's the thing. It's amazing. We, we sometimes forget about things like Play-Doh. So Play-Doh is now owned by Hasbro, has been for a number of years. They still sell 95 million cans of Play-Doh a year. 95 million cans of it. 95 million cans a year. And when, you know, there was a bunch of marketing companies got together a while ago and created this list of the most memorable brands in the world. And number 24 was Play-Doh. Mark it in your calendar. September 18th is National Play-Doh Day. Oh, sweet. That's nice. They have their own day. So when you have your own day, you're kind of a bit of a deal. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, it's a foundational toy for for most of us, right? Yeah. We all remember playing with play. And and here's the interesting thing. It didn't start as a toy. Didn't start as a toy. So if we go back to 1920, there's a company called Cut All. And it was founded by Cleo MacGyver. uh, MacGyver, not MacGyver, MacGyver. And it was a soap and cleaning product. And basically, houses at that time were heated by coal, so there was lots of soot. And what was really popular in that time was wallpaper. Wallpaper was much more popular than painting. So, so you basically had a house that was heated by coal, wallpaper on it, lots of soot. And basically, Cutall sold all these products um, basically to different to different grocery stores. And then, and what happened was Kroger basically said to him, "Hey, um, do you got a cleaning product that would clean soot?" off of wallpaper? Did you have something like that? And he said, sure, I do. And they signed a contract. And then he went, you know, this is really good news because we've been a struggling business about to go bankrupt. We now got this great contract from Kroger. We just got to figure out. (laughs) We don't have a product. (laughs) So he went to his younger brother, Noah, and he said, can you make a product? I got an order. Can you make a product? So they created this putty pliable like substance that you that would basically roll on on wallpaper and it would collect the soot off the wallpaper and had cleaning product in it and whatnot and it would clean clean the wallpaper and the product did gangbusters and the company made tons of money until suddenly the 1950s come along and you know what happened in the 1950s oil and gas no longer coal way cleaner soot went way down also a trend away from wallpaper to painting but the big thing is you didn't need this cleaning product. So demand went boom like this. So for the second time in the company's history, first time it's struggling and they get this order from Kroger, they make this product. They're now a struggling company again, about to go bankrupt. So basically they hired their nephew, Joseph, 
to, to join the business said, Hey, come join our business. It's your job to save it. No I hope Joseph was like an eight-year-old, but no pressure, no pressure, your Joseph, job, your job to save, to save the family business. <laughs> so he was thinking about a bunch of different things. And his sister-in-law, Kate Zuffel was a school teacher. She had read in a magazine like a, a magazine to school teachers, because remember, there's a magazine for every profession. Right, right. So she's meeting, reading a magazine to school teachers, talking about how there's lots of kids using the cuddle product for arts and crafts. Oh, wow. Okay. So she mentions this to Joseph. Hey, Joseph, there's lots of people using this for arts and crafts. And he goes, huh, well, that's really interesting. So he went and he reformulated the product, took out the cleaning agents, and instead of it being because it was packaged before in like a really big, ugly pail. You know, okay. it, was a, it was a more of a commercial, like it was a consumer product. Yeah. He, he put it in a little can, right? It's better for like a little nicer for kids, right? Yeah. And he came up with the awesome name. It wasn't originally called Play-Doh. Awesome name. You're going to love the name. Cut All Rainbow Modeling Compound. Perfect. Perfect, Rolls right? Rolls off your tongue like... Uh, Rolls right off your tongue. Kate basically looked at Joseph and said, are you an idiot? Uh-huh. Like, that's not it. We're calling it Play-Doh. She was like, we're calling it Play-Doh. So it became Play-Doh. And it started as a single color. So think about this. They started this like in early 1950. By 1958, they were selling $3 million worth of this and $1958. And in 1964, they started exporting it to Europe. And then they were eventually bought by Hasbro and made all all sorts of money from the uh, cut-all rainbow modeling. The international Play-Doh conglomerate was born. Yeah, aka known as 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 Plato, September 18th, National Plato Day. So it's a really interesting story of Stay tuned, we're gonna wrap up this story and tell you how to apply this lesson to your business right after this. Brought to you by the Least Full of Shit Marketers Association of America. Yes, that's a low bar, but we clear it mightily. We're also the largest pay-per-performance branding group in North America, and that part's for reals. If you're looking for advertising advice geared towards local owner-operated companies, this is your podcast. And now you can pick the brains of these advertising geniuses over lunch without having to pay for lunch or even leave your office. We're talking 90 minutes of straight answers to all your burning questions about lead generation, customer acquisition, mass media branding, how to get off the paper crack treadmill, anything you want. And the only coin required is candor. Because we can't give no bullshit advice without basing it off no BS data on your company, competitive landscape, operations, and all that jazz. We send you a pre-Zoom questionnaire. You fill it out candidly, and boom, Bob's your uncle, you're in like Flynn, and we'll be frank as fuck in giving you the straight scoop on all the advertising and business growth questions you always wanted to know, but were too afraid to ask. You'll also get our no pitching and no bitching guarantee. No pitching means we won't pitch you or try to sell you in any way. If you want more after 90 minutes, you'll have to ask. And no bitching means if you don't think the meeting was worth your 90 minutes, we'll send you 100 bucks. Consider it us picking up the tab for lunch and putting our money where our mouth is. Sound like a not-so-full-of-shit offer? Well, that is what we're known for. Take us up on it at empirebuildersprogram.com. Let's pick up our story where we left off, and trust me, you haven't missed a thing. So it's a really interesting story of the first iteration was take the order, come up with something. Don't say no to an order. Take uh-huh. it like, like if your business is dying and somebody wants to buy something from it, take the order, figure yeah, it out. We, right? we, we, don't have, we don't have a product, but we have an opportunity. Well, we have an opportunity. So we're going to seize yeah. that opportunity. And then number two was keeping your eye open to the world. It would be really easy to sit there and go, yeah, but it's not a toy. 
People are using it as a toy. Man, they're using it as a toy and we haven't even told them it's a toy and we haven't even made it like a toy and we haven't even made it toy-like, but they're using it as a toy. Huh, that's a goddamn opportunity, right? Well, yeah, and to think about it, it was in millions of houses. Yeah. Of course somebody figured out it's a toy. It's really easy to say we don't do that or it's really easy to say that's not how our product is used. Our product is a cleaning product. It's not a toy. You think about how many moms or families said, hey, kids, help me get the soot off the wallpaper. Right. You grab some. I've got some. And and so now it's in their hands. They're playing with it. Of course it ended up as a toy. You know, it just dawned on me. I wish I could think of the name of the company, but there's a company out there that that creates this sealant. It's a rubberized sealant and they're advertising it a lot uh, right now. And interestingly enough, it just dawned on me. They advertise how you can use it to seal the roof of your RV. They advertise how you can seal your windows in your downtown basement, how you can how you can seal up. Like if there's a if wall gets busted, you can seal up. But they also talk about how you can use it for crafts. It's like it's a modeling kind of epoxy based. Yeah. Yeah. You can also use it. Uh, you can also use it in a modeling craft. So it's really interesting. You know, they've opened up, opened up their, their mind to it. But in the early days of the telephone, there, there were complaints from the telephone company because the, the telephone was originally marketed as an emergency device. This is an emergency <laughs> device. If something happens in your home, you can call. And what happened is people started phoning each other. And in the early days of the telephone companies, they were running ads saying, don't do that. This is an emergency device. No, if your consumer is starting to use it for that, meet them what they're at. If That's they're starting right. to use your cleaning compound as a toy, maybe it's a good idea to remove the cleaning compound and make it colorful. Absolutely. <laughs> make it a toy. But watch what's going on and be open to those opportunities. Don't be narrow-minded. If, if your customer is sitting there saying, I don't want to buy in your store and they're buying stuff online, make it easy to buy online. I know that's a simple example today, but watch what they're doing and meet them where they're at. Absolutely. I think that's, that's great advice. I, you, it, it just brings to mind loads of other things. I think as a kid, I, I don't think I ever glued anything together with uh, rubber cement, but I sure used a lot of it. Right. <laughs> all over my hands. It'd be, you know, it was just, it was fun to play with. But remember, cut all rainbow modeling compound day is September. No, I'll never remember that. And you won't either. You, I just watched you read it. Right. You can't remember that. I can't remember it. I can remember Play Doh. That's it. <laughs> Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please share us, subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and leave us a big, fat, juicy five-star rating and review at Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to schedule your own 90-minute Empire Building session, you can do it at empirebuildingprogram.com. Empire Building Program.